Welcome to another episode of Nigeria Daily coming to you from Daily Trust Online. My name is Bisola Fatoe. Thank you for joining us. Today marks 100 days since Bola Ahmed Tinubu has been sworn in as the president of Nigeria. How far so far? How well can we say the foundation is being laid? Recall that during his inaugural speech, Tinubu jolted Nigerians when he announced the removal of fuel subsidy, resulting in almost 200% increase in the price of fuel. This has come, of course, with a lot of promises upon promises of renewed hope for Nigeria. But how well can we say the economy is now working for Nigerians? Let's listen as an economist speaks with us. Okay, my name is John Okoro. Yes, you can also address me as one as an economist. So the fact remains that uh, there is nothing to celebrate economically. Uh, looking at uh, all the indices, uh, every indices that you can actually hold onto is actually down. I mean, the responsibility of government is about the welfare, is about catering for the welfare of the citizens. And anything beyond this, uh, it means that the government has actually abdicated from its responsibilities. And that is exactly what you are seeing today. So the economic um, uh, packages and policies that this government came with, honestly, aren't in any way benefiting the people of this country. As we speak today, you can see now, they say that the test of the pudding is in the eating. And if anybody that you ask on the street of this country today, one thing or the other is wrong with the person's life and everything is linked to the economy. Let me tell you the two biggest mistakes that the president made. You know, that announcement of removing the fear subsidy during his inaugural speech was actually wrong. It was totally wrong. Yeah, a lot of people have actually come to justify that, like, okay, you have to end this thing once and for all in an honor. Of the fact remains that it is the removal of the subsidy and also the floating of the exchange rate that has put this country in this situation that we're finding ourselves today. Because ordinarily, yes, we understand that the subsidy was actually eating deep into the pockets and into the treasury of the country. But is it actually the amount of money spent on subsidy that was the problem? The problem was not that. The problem was that the subsidy region itself was full of corruption itself. Okay. It's not about the money spent on subsidy that was the problem. So for, yes. Sorry, Scott, you, but for some of these indices that we are looking yes. at, as much yeah. as it's 100 days, of course, it's not too early but then at the same time, can we not say that there is probably going to be light at the end of the tunnel? Are you saying you cannot see any form of hope? Well, so the fact is that we are hoping that somewhere along the line that something we give in, that the president will come to a certain realization that his trajectory, that his economic trajectory as it is, is not giving anything. It's not giving any kind of dividend mm. of democracy for the citizens. That was John Okoro speaking on the economy. But can we say the same for the security sector, since the president has always been vocal about his pledge to uphold the safety and well-being of Nigerians? Let's listen as my colleague, Merdia Umar, speaks with a security analyst. If you look at uh, the promises that Asiwadu uh, Ahmed Bola administration made at inauguration regarding tackling security, we can rather say it needs to further restructure the security circle in order to achieve, because by now we had expected that all these unbanditry and skeletal insurgency and kidnap-related cases will have stopped at uh, the lowest level, even the capital territory. Look at what happened in Niger, the uh, ambush of uh, military as well as uh, the bringing down a helicopter that was going for rescue mission. All these things, their negativity 
at the part of the promises the Tinubu administration made. So I think with the promises he made, we are expecting that the total armed forces, police and others will be restructured for efficiency, which we have not seen. So okay. we cannot in a way say that Nigerians have started seeing reduction in uh, armed bandits-related cases or insurgent or as well as kidnap-related cases during uh, reform in order. And the restructuring which you're talking about, uh, one of the things that the president has done in the first 100 days in office is the fact that he had to restructure the whole armed force. We have new leaders, you know, manning different security agencies now. And even the police is an inspector general of police because they've been confirmed. So would you say that you know, that is not enough to tackle security issues with what you just mentioned. When we talk about restructuring, it is not just changing of the service chiefs, IG, or orders. Restructuring refers to trying to reform that sector. When you look at one, there are people that overstayed in certain cantonments, certain police formations, certain security formations, which ought not to be. Restructuring is all about retraining them towards handling of modern hardware, modern intelligence gathering, gadget, changing styles, tactical styles, intelligence gathering styles. Restructuring has to do with periodical interaction between even the president, the service chiefs, and other heads with the personnel and officers. Restructuring has to do with theoretical unexpected dissertation. Restructuring has to do with knowing what are the impediments for them to be efficient. That if so-so-so battalion is given this, they are going to do up to this. That if so-so-so is done so, that who is supposed to, uh, you know, occupy this seat. Then again, restructuring has to do with bringing back of those that have no business being with certain high-profile people in the name of protection. Restructuring has to do with building new squadrons of the Mopol, new stations of the police, new cantonments of the army, base of the Air Force, Navy, DSS, and others. This is what we are calling restructuring, not just mere changing of the action. The changing of service chiefs cannot effect change completely in cantonment, cannot effect change completely in base of Air Force or Navy or police structure. Once you change the airship and the tail is still there, it doesn't change anything. That was a security analyst, Sally Hudantata. Well, let's take a break and when we get back, we'll hear from an educationist as well as a political analyst. Welcome back to Nigeria Daily, coming to you from Daily Trust Online. Before we went on a break, we spoke with an economist and a security expert on how it's been so far regarding these two sectors. Now, the president once said, and I quote, If we all believe that education is the greatest weapon against poverty, then we have to invest in it. This begs the question. Has any reforms been put in place as to this regard? Let's hear from an educationist as he speaks with us on the matter. My name is Professor Kaimi Sanifagi of the Department of Political Science by University Kano. Okay, you see, in the academic sector, uh, the president introduced uh, news, uh, especially the, this issue of a student loan, uh, which will amount to withdrawing government support to uh, education. Uh, on the surface of it, this looks um, a promising policy, but uh, if you look at it deeply, it is something that will disenfranchise poor people. The loan that is um, uh, going to be 
introduced will not be accessible to many students or to many parents because of the conditions that have been put there. So in a nutshell, I think uh, the policy is going to take us back in terms of education. Okay, sir. So what can you say? Is there anything you can pinpoint? Any strategy or any policy that has been put in place so far that as an educationist, you can see and say, okay, this is a good one. This is something that would yield a lot of benefits in the future for the education sector. You see, uh, there is no nation that develops ab- above the level of its education. So I think the government is better off to uh, come in into educational sector and we are not talking only of uh, tertiary education. Uh, we are talking of education from primary up to tertiary level. It has to be rebuilt because we are now 63 years of independence and we are yet to catch up uh, to settle the problems of even primary education, talk less of other levels. So I think that is where the government should address and uh, it should synchronize with other tiers of the government. Like what the United Nations said, at least we should be putting like uh, 25% of our budget on education. No, no, as far as education is concerned, actually I haven't seen anything that you can comment be started uh, hitting the ground uh, as he promised, but I think he's uh, hitting it on the wrong footing because overall this is what is likely going to happen, that the educational sector will be literally uh, destroyed by this uh, uh, approach to it. That was Professor Kamilu Fage, an educationist. Finally, we wrap it all up as we hear from a political analyst as he gives us his take on how the journey has been so far. My name is Ake Malaolu, president of Yorubarunu Leadership Forum in the Southwest. Well, um, to measure any leader's success, you have to also measure what he has put on ground that may either increase our pains, our regrets, or our happiness. So far, we started like normal media flashes, uh, eating the ground running. But now we have seen that it started wrongly and is now tumbling. First and foremost, the renewed hope has been vanquished. It is now renewed suffering. Because of the subsidy remover, because of the floating of the Naira by 100%, which is extreme capitalism, we have seen the effects of some of these things on our people. They have become more poorer. In the area of security, the killings are still going on. That means the SA, NSA, National Security Advisor, is not fit for that office. There is no worry about it. And the ministers have just started to come in and we could see that there are other issues that may hamper them, just like the labor uh, warning strike. And we could see how Abuja has been deserted in all the ministries and parastatals. The gains may not come because the, start, the morning show the day. Tunumbu so far, when he formed his cabinet, he had to even rejig those he put in certain places. That means he was unprepared. Some of his policy too, some of his policies, he has had to change them. That shows he does not understand what it takes to take on the leadership of a country and manage its affairs. So are you saying that so far there has been no policy or strategy that you have seen the president put in place, maybe as regarding those he has put into his cabinet or 
in whatsoever other things that he has done that you can say, okay, this looks like a really wise strategy. Even the cabinets, you cannot measure their performance now until six months later. So that one should be should be put aside. So, be put so what aside. can you say? What can you give him kudos for so far in this first hundred days? He failed the managing ECOWAS as a chairman. That is external diplomacy. That means he failed completely in the diplomacy. Secondly, at home, he failed in the economic aspects. Naira is almost heading towards 1,000 Naira, if not by next two months, 1,000 Naira to the dollar. Now, look at the state of the roads. It is now pushing in money to state governors for public sector reform rather than private sector reform. That is a minus to his policies. His manifestos are not being attended to. He has changed his policies completely. So I now he is, himself is in a fix on how to make the refineries to work. Well, his wife changed the name of a building from one to the another. It's a good start. I don't know where she got the executive functions from. Many things should have been on ground before you put in subsidies gone. I am an economist. You am a sociological expert. We all, we, uh, if we are in power, I'm also in power outside. I can have conversation about my country, the direction of things, the conditions of things, and how it is going to end for a government. And this is what we, have, we are saying. There's nothing like, I'm a Nigerian, I'm an affectionate citizen, I'm not a tribal by gods. I must speak the truth always for the sake of the truth. So nobody has got it wrong. That was Akimala Olu, president of Yoruba Renu Leadership Forum in the Southwest. With that, we have come to the end of this episode of Nigeria Daily. And to all the voices heard, we say a big thank you. Nigeria Daily is a daily trust production open for sponsorship and advert placement. And you can download this episode on dailytrust.com and bossproud.com. You can also listen to us on various radio stations. You can search for Nigeria Daily on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and TuneIn Radio. And if you have any questions or comments, let us know on our social media handles on Twitter and Instagram at daily underscore trust and on Facebook at Daily Trust. You can also send us a message on 091-389-33390. Thank you for listening. I am Bisola Fatoye. God bless Nigeria. Nigeria.